everyone, it's Cindy Kaza, and you're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Sacrifice, dogs and cats, living together, Pacisparius. So, Mike, uh, unbeknownst to you, I am pants right now. And you felt you needed to share that. Did you um, expect any certain particular reaction from me? If you did, forget it. <laughs> yeah, I was I was disappointed in your reaction. I was hoping maybe uh, a little vomit might have been spewed forth onto your webcam. Um, oh, maybe in some... the, into my into my mouth a little bit. <laughs> no, I, I just I've always wanted to. <laughs> as Mike's Mike's hacking right now, literally. Anyway, no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I've always <laughs> I've dreamed of opening up. A podcast episode with that very line, even if it is, uh, it has no facet of truth at all. Um, and it's, and no matter how inappropriate it is, yeah, just I thought it was time. I thought it was time. You know how, you know how, how big of a child audience we have, and you are doing things like that. I know, I'm ashamed of myself, but it's Sunday, <laughs> so I will go to church and I will. Oh, pray. that makes it even better. I will go and pray and I will ask for forgiveness, forgiveness, and all will be well. So, um, yeah. Do that Catholic thing, and uh, nothing against the Catholics again, because I'm saying, <laughs> exactly. hey, then you'll be fine. I'll be absolutely fine. Yep. Then you flecked and kneel and and uh, spray a little holy water in there. You got it. I got it all, man. All I have to do is say about three or four Hail Marys, and it should be uh, expunged from my sinful history. So, <laughs> won't you have to like throw a couple of our fathers or something in well, there? Well, it depends on the severity. It, it depends on how the length of time I remain pantless. I think, and uh, oh, so. And again, no, I'm teasing. I am not <laughs> pantsless. Um, That's right, because before we started, I saw him walking towards his podcast area, and he was wearing some kind of a very bright yellowish, pinkish, tingy kind of thing that is really flowy and lacy, and I didn't like it. So I'd rather probably have seen him without anything than whatever the heck it was he was wearing. So, well, that was unnecessary. He didn't have to rip on my wardrobe, but that's fine. But it was very flowy, and it, it, you must have a fan going somewhere because it was just blowing in the... Yeah, I am going to uh, film a short um, romance novel sketch uh, after this. Do it in slow motion. Okay, I will. Uh, I will. Awesome, awesome. I've got a couple of wigs. Um, it'll, it'll be good. <laughs> but when I said right, that, we're Mike, done with that, when I said that, you know, it popped in my brain that we actually had one of our fantastic guests um, yeah. describe himself as being as such before we started recording. I have the rough version of it somewhere. I have to go find it. Yeah. But uh, Mr. Ronnie LeBlanc, LeBlanc, however you want to pronounce it, uh, depends on what part of the country you come from, from the awesome show Expedition Bigfoot. But he was actually yeah. like, very casually said, yeah, I'm, I'm pantless right now. Pantsless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then uh, Amy Bruni, the wonderful Amy Bruni, she didn't want to do a video chat because she was in her pajamas. That's which, right. you know, That's I, cool. Totally understandable. Yeah, totally very understandable. understandable. And um, during that same interview with uh Amy and Adam. Adam was the first and so far only guest to use the word shart 
during our chat. <laughs> so that was great. But anyways, in all sincerity, in all sincerity, thanks everybody for tuning in. We're done for today. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you uh, are, I think of course, we've done enough. you are of course in the paranormal zone. Your weekly dose of all things, believe it or not, paranormal, strange, and mysterious. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghost. You heard his dulcet tones already. Yes, that is right. The man who is turning into his own version of Slender Man, Mr. Mike Carbno. Uh, <laughs> that's no joke. Uh, again. You're looking great. You're looking fine, but I do not re- recommend your lace watt, your your weight lost uh, regimen to anybody else. Or to continue. No, I'm down. No. To, I'm down to a svelte two ten now. Wow. And I was two eighty eight. Man alive. Well, again, you look you look good. Um, we'll just leave as, it at as that. long as it stops. As long as it stops. I thought it was going to stop at two twenty, but then I hit two fifteen. I thought it was going to stop at 215, and now I hit 210. So, now if you get to the point, if you get to the point where you weigh less than me, um, <laughs> all bets are off. So, um, if I weigh less than you, it'll be because I'm decaying in my casket. Okay. <laughs> well, we're not getting to that point. No. no. But what we are doing is we are returning to our ghost stories series. It's been a while. They're always a blast. We've uh, had the pleasure of having a couple of guests on our uh, on our ghost stories series. My my awesome, lovely, wonderful, intelligent, talented niece, Chloe. Your awesome, wonderfully talented, intelligent niece, Rachel. Um, Then we also began our series uh, with just you and I sharing our own personal stories. Well, today we're going to do kind of a mishmash of both. Um, I've been told of a very recent intense experience that my sister-in-law went through the other day. Yeah, uh, uh, co-host every now and then, uh, Mr. Show, formerly known as Mr. Show, my brother Joe. And of course, I'm referring to the allegedly haunted Babbitt School that both he and his wife Jennifer work in. Man, she experienced some wild stuff the other day. We're going to talk about that. We got some awesome listener stories to share. That is going to be great. Mike is also going to run us through some of his old, man, dare I say, oldest paranormal experiences. Um, That's true. uh, This predates the floating girl apparition. I I always kind of, you know, referenced as the girl as my first true paranormal paranormal experience it's actually the first ghost that i saw but there are a couple of things that go way back that show that i did have some thoughts and feelings or experiences a little bit much younger yeah yeah no it's gonna be pretty darn cool um before we dive into that i want to uh take a moment for some shameless self-promotion um if you haven't listened to it Yet, um, you heard it at the very beginning of this episode, uh, the awesome Cindy Kaza joined us last week. That was fantastic. From The Dead Files uh, and several several other shows, Ghosts of Devil's Perch, The Holzer Files. She's a very well-known name in the paranormal field. And man, she was a blast to talk to. Yeah, uh, awesome. I'm going to awesome. tell you right now, though, man, internet connections be damned. We forged yeah. forth, but I'm getting sick of that. I'm really getting tired of that. Cindy said it was... Basically, um, she said it was okay if I blamed her. Right. She said that's what happens, man. I got I got this the psychic medium stuff going on here, and it's uh, doing and that's something. not the first guest or the first time that's happened. With. No, absolutely not. So, absolutely yeah. Not. But uh, yeah, we had a, a great thirty-five minute chat or so with Cindy. Uh, go check it out. And then um, our next 
episode is going to be a YouTube exclusive. Let's get it out there right now, Mike. Get it out in yes. the ether. Let's let let the listeners know that is what is happening. So we will not change plans um, yet again, which seems to be a common occurrence on the Paranomaly Zone. But hey, we go with the. We're plan. not we're not throwing blame anywhere. No, that's just on us. For Thank you. Various different reasons. <laughs> oh, it's, it's on us, man. It's for various legit reasons, but. Yeah. We're going to stick to it now, Mike. We're, we are backing ourselves into a corner, a good corner. The next episode will be a YouTube exclusive. There will not be a new podcast episode on your favorite podcast feed. If you want to see our glorious faces, you can go watch and stare at Mike and I as we share some of our own, dare I say, haunted evidence. It's going to be a cool, fun YouTube experience. We hope you guys are there. Yeah, and I, I, I want to hear at least, you know, one or two people say, Mike, you look so fantastic. You've lost so much weight. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't, that's okay. <laughs> you want him to sound just like that too? <laughs> you've oh, got, you've yeah. lost so much weight. You've lost so much hey, weight. what are you doing? Dying? Hey. <laughs> you sound like Bruce McCullough. No, I'm just kidding. You sound like Bruce huh? McCullough. So you sound like Bruce McCullough from the kids in the hall right there for some reason. Oh, that did. Like, My pen. Exactly. My pen. <laughs> I'm sure some of our listeners oh, are, aware, I love that. are aware of the awesome kids <laughs> in the hall. Um, Christopher Walken, are you familiar with the kids in the hall? Have you ever watched them before? I don't know. Well, you would definitely yes. know for sure if you had watched them because they are unforgettable. But now he's getting older. His memory loss <laughs> can't not remember. So, Mike, where do you want to start here? How do we? Oh want man, to go there's so many, uh, so many avenues we could go down. I guess, huh? You know, uh, let's start with uh, my sister-in-law, Jennifer's experience yes. at the school. That is such a great story. I, it's a good way I to start. It. And so new, so fresh. It's Yeah, just this past awesome. weekend. Just, yes. Or shit, just two days ago. You know, right, and, was, it, and it actually, it, it coincides with an, another previous, not that long ago event in that same area, wasn't it? Yes, yes, exa so, exactly. I mean, um, adds credence to me, I think. Uh, you know, I believe my niece, Chloe, I mentioned earlier, um, she may have mentioned what she experienced at the, that same school that uh, her mother works at when she was on the Paranomaly Zone. But in case she didn't, I will refresh your memories. She's had several. Her and her husband have lived a paranormal right. life. <laughs> and uh, I am looking forward to heading up or over to Babbitt and having a night alone in their house sans dogs sans kids i know you're listening chloe let's make that happen <laughs> um, um, now is is this the same I, I i can't i can't keep names together but is this the same family that was driving and the little boy woke up and they yes. came up on the uh, yes, cemetery it oh, is man. thank you for reminding me that's another that, thing we can share yes such an awesome story and the innocent innocence the innocent truth of children Man, um, well, since, okay, before I forget, I'm going to start with that then. Yeah, so, awesome, yeah. Uh, the long story <clears throat> short is Chloe and her husband, Riley, have experienced a ton of paranormal, unexplainable phenomena uh, in and about their house and, you know, predating before they moved into their their current residence. Um, I'll, I'll spare the details for now, but one of Chloe's little boys... We're talking he's three years old nowadays. You know, not an old man by any means. 
but he's um Chloe might have shared some of his experiences on uh the Ghost Hunters or the Ghost Stories episode that she was on as well. But the latest one now, uh, Mike is like falling over or something. Are you okay over there? Oh, I must have frozen up because Mike's giving You're me free. <laughs> Mike's giving me the you froze up look. So, but that's okay. Um, there we go. You're back. Well, no, it wouldn't be an episode until we get that you have an uh, exactly yeah. uh, unstable internet connection warning. It's so. protocol. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, long story short, uh, we were all making a road trip over to another one of my brother's new houses. Not, not another one of his new houses. Another one of my brother brothers. Uh, basically, they had a nice new house built, and we we're all going to visit and check out their new house, which was it was beautiful, and you know from various locales across the state. And then I heard about what had happened with the young little Oliver. Oliver is a little boy in question. On their way there, Oliver was asleep in the back of the, uh, you know, in the back seat, in his car seat, I'm sure, strapped in safely, totally zonked out for however long. And they're driving along, and then little Ollie decides to wake up. and you know, he's- He wakes up, and Oliver twists around and says... Oh. Sorry, I, that's what I was just kind of bopping around my head, and I had to get it out because it was driving me nuts. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> okay, now bad. you sounded like Jerry Lewis right there. <laughs> lady, lady, <laughs> lady. Jesus. Oh, jeez. All right. All righty. Okay, so again, long story short, I'm actually going to read the text that I sent you on the way back. Good idea. Um from visiting my brother's house. So I say, hey, long story short, on the drive to my brother's, from my brother's new house, Chloe and family were riding with Joe and Jen. We mentioned Joe and Jen earlier. Or something. It was family members. And little Oliver was in the back sleep. He was in a deep sleep and then suddenly wakes up and says, and he's scratching his eyeballs and he looks around and he goes, the ghosts are coming. Again, this is a three-year-old kid. He's in a deep sleep. He wakes up and he goes, the ghosts are coming. And everyone in the car was like, what? what? What's that, Oliver? And without replying, he just he laid his head back and fell asleep again. So after falling asleep, he, of course, wakes up again and said, again, the ghosts are coming. The ghosts are coming. And, of course, everyone again is going, like, okay, what, Ollie? Are, are, what's happening here? Are you seeing ghosts? Um, were you dreaming of ghosts? Did, you, did ghosts come with us? And then Oliver goes, no, no, no. And then just at that moment when he's like, no, the ghosts didn't come with us. They're not following us. Just at that, at that moment when they're driving along this road, they went around a corner and on the side of the road, right there on the left, was a cemetery. <laughs> so it was kind of odd because they're like, going, whoa, was Oliver, was he like seeing these ghosts in this upcoming cemetery? Because again, he was sleeping. He had no idea where they were. Like he'd be able to understand that a cemetery right. was coming up anyways. Um, that was just kind of quirky and kind of kind of odd, kind of an odd experience, and, right? And the fact that he he woke up from a dead sleep, right? You know, to 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 say this, I mean, he didn't wake up to say it. He woke up saying it, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is just the way it is." And what's fantastic is the way uh, his parents accepted that and asked him the right questions. Yes, talked to him the right way, and that's how it was with me growing up, and my. The understanding that my parents had, my dad had, that you know he's he he'll go far with that if they just don't 
tell them, no, you didn't see anything. That's crazy. Yeah. Don't, just, don't just shut don't them off. Do that. Don't exactly. shut them off with that, with that, you know, that crazy thing called logic. And I, I'm, I, right. I'm saying that, you know, kind of and reality. Right. You know, I, I'm, I'm being fairly sarcastic, facetious when I right. say that, but that's totally true. It's like, exactly. You know, if those young minds are so mm. pure and so clear and they're un, yeah. uncluttered with reasons why what you experience aren't, you know, isn't real. So, just let him keep doing that experience, and as long as it's not harming him or anyone in any manner, right. you know it's it's all it's all good. So exactly, getting to uh, Jen's latest experience at the school. She was at the school by herself. Um, again, like her and Joe have keys to the school. Jennifer's there at all hours of the day. She sometimes has got there at like three in the morning just so she can get a good head start on a busy day of schoolwork. There, you know, she teaches several classes, but she was in her classroom. I believe this was the same classroom where she has always experienced those, what sounds like those desks being pushed on the uh, the ceiling above her, yeah. you know, on the floor. I heard it. I heard it on that. Absolutely. I, yep, yeah. we, we got that on audio. But she was cleaning out her room, and I, I believe, if I recall correctly, she was tossing out um, old carpet from that room. and she So she had a, a large slab of carpet placed on top of these two rolling bins, like garbage bins. She placed it on there. Um, and she was pushing it towards the exit down the hallway to the garbage bins. And on the way there, she, well, let's just say she heard some very intense words. And just so I get this perfectly correct, um, I'm going to read Joe's text that he sent me. Okay, here it is right here. That was yeah, just, just be careful about the grammar in this one because it's not very good. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm kidding. You no, know that. No, no. <laughs> He's special. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Um, and I'm saying that in an awesome way. So this is what yes, Joe was telling me. Yeah. Joe texted me this. He goes, because I wanted to hear in detail. He goes, throwing away carpet in her room. Long story short again. Throwing away carpet in her room. She put their carpet on top of two rolling trash cans to roll outside to throw away, obviously. And she was going by the cafeteria hallway when she heard as clear as day, like it was just behind her, someone in a deep male voice say, hello. She turned around. Of course, no one's there. And she's like, I thought it wasn't. Get out. Yeah, that's true. Very, very true. It was hello. I guess <laughs> then I didn't, all the flies come. Ugh. I didn't ask Joe if it was like an ominous sound or if it. Right. Apparently, it's just a casual, maybe, you know, hello. But just like there's actually somebody that yeah. was there the same time she was and said, Oh, hi. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But, you know, distinctly a male voice. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> again, she turned around. No one was there. She turned the corner to go outside and then again heard a wait in the same voice. Like she's going outside and she hears wait. Something was telling her. Someone was telling her, Wait, just wait. Don't just go wait. Out. Right. But again, turns around and no one's there. She begins to feel a little bit uneasy because she's like, okay, I'm hearing things here or there's like a ghost here <laughs> you know, or something's odd. Something odd is happening. But she propped open the door because the thought went through her mind that maybe someone was in the building and was for whatever reason would lock her out. <laughs> I know. I don't know. As a prank, I, I'd, an accident. Who knows? But she was she felt inclined to prop open the door um, with these bins. Well, this stuff was real enough actually happening that she knew that she had to react somehow and thinking, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, that was a possibility. 
So she propped up these bins because uh, she thought maybe someone was going to lock her out of the building. So when she was lifting up the carpet to throw it in the trash bin, she then felt something go through her. And Joe says, went through her or something like that, where she just felt very weird. Like something like, like I, I don't know, like an energy, like a push. She thought something felt like it went through her. So again, that obviously made her feel very weird. She comes home when she's done. She tells Joe about this right away. And then, lo and behold, they notice on her back, Joe wrote three. When I'm looking at that picture, there's four. Four scratch marks on her back, like long fingernails scratching her back, perfectly straight down. They get yep. wider towards the bottom, like maybe more pressure is being pushed. Yep, that's what I was thinking. When I was looking at it, it's like you could just see, you know, if you're pushing harder and getting more pressure, it's going to dig deeper and get wider. That's the exactly. first thing I thought, too. Yeah, Exactly. And Joe, just to make it clear, he said she did not have those marks on her back in the morning. No one noticed them. When she uh, yesterday, uh, she didn't bump into anything at the school. I mean, nothing, nothing explainable for these scratches. And like you said, I sent you that pic. They're clear as day. Oh, absolutely. There's no no question. Fingernail scratches Ooh. deep. Very, you know, a lot of pressure. And I I asked Joe. I was like, well, how does is Jen kind of bothered by this? I mean, how is she feeling? And Joe's like, no, she doesn't seem to be. And, <laughs> you know, she seems okay with it. I texted Chloe. I said, Chloe, so I'm assuming you heard the story about, you know, the latest experience that your mom had. And she's like, huh? No. Oh, well, they're coming over today, so I'll ask them about it. And I was like, yeah, awesome. I want, I want to hear, you know, your reaction. And Chloe said that when she asked Jen about it, she was, again, very casual. And she was like, oh, yeah, I got scratches on my back. And that was basically it. That was basically hmm. it. And I'm like, what so, the hell? Way well, to downplay it, Jen. That's a little, something's happened in there. But that's great that she's handling it the way she is. I mean, oh, she, you yes. know, she believes in the paranormal. She really feels that there's something paranormal going on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, okay, let's break this down just a little bit. Yes. Okay. So there's obviously somebody there saying hello. And when she was going to take this carpet out, something said, wait. Now, is this like, carpet that's been there for a long time that there might be some kind no it's, it's stupid carpet whatever but could there be some kind of attachment or something that you know something changing in this school that the spirit does not like you know because it's like when you're redoing things in a house you can really you know amp up some uh activity if you're changing things or remodeling reconstructing whatever but could it be a simple thing like that where even though it's just carpet there's some kind of attachment and then when she was trying to get in the back into the the garbage is when she gets attacked. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. That's just a thought that comes through my head. I mean, simple carpet, big deal. But you know, there can be an attachment to anything. I like that thought, Mike. Like you, you just nailed it. I mean, people can become attached to anything. Yes, we're talking about a carpet. I mean, I I'm assuming it was you know just a carpet that you lay on top of the linoleum no cuz i don't remember it being a carpeted floor in the school i believe mm -hmm. i do not believe that was the case so yeah um that's a good point you know anything that's making a change with that person might have been used to at that time that they were alive uh, and there's a lot of changes that have already been made in that school i'm sure over the years mm -hmm. and uh maybe this was one that no i want to hold on to that one you know that's that was there when i was alive i was there yeah, exactly. You know, leave me something. You so, know. I mean, it's it's interesting like that Jen felt 
nothing really negative. She said she felt uneasy. Right. Um, right. You know, and she told Joe about it immediately. You know, scratches. And when I, when I saw that picture, and yeah, we kind of we kind of tease like you see scratches on every other episode of Ghost Adventures. It seems like you know it's. Um, so we kind of jokingly, you know, discuss that a little bit, but it's nothing really to joke about when well, it happens to someone like your sister-in-law who isn't yeah. on a television show trying to, you know, get ratings. This just happened out of nowhere. She's as level-headed as you can get. I don't know how to explain that. It's yeah. to well, me it means- scratch. I, how how in any way can a clear as day? To me, four-fingered scratch All right. be a good thing. I mean, is it? No. Is there any way it could well, be maybe playful and it's well, accidentally left scratches? I mean, I don't know. Okay, what I was thinking, and this just, you know, thoughts that go through my head. I, I don't know much. You know, we, we speculate or whatever. But um, there's certain ways uh, that a spirit can communicate. Maybe scratching is the only way that they can communicate they can't you know well but this ghost obviously said words but at that time maybe the energy just wasn't there to manifest words but it could strike out you know get your attention by some kind of a physical touch which which would still you know take a lot of energy but maybe it had enough to do that and that's all it could do that's a great point again you know you know what's the thought you know what thought just popped into my little noggin I want to hear it. What if it was multiple Mickey Mouse <laughs> looking for cheese? Yes, very, very hungry, starving <laughs> Mickey. No, if you didn't hear what I what I uh, said there, maybe it was multiple sure, energies. Yeah. Maybe well, absolutely. Maybe one was saying, "Wait, don't go out there," because maybe it was aware of this negative energy that was right. waiting to literally I dig its claws into. Jen. Yeah. Maybe. Now, what is interesting also is that this is in the same general area, the same exit that Chloe had seen that bizarre apparition, that human-like figure, the way she described it, she said it looked like a football player, like shoulder pads almost, and a large large noggin, you know, that was standing in that exact same area. Now, is that related? We don't know. We have no idea, but it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, you know, it adds credence to the, to both stories. So, um, well, I guess that's all we can talk about for, you know, for that experience. Um, Joe and Jen are on their way to um, California as we speak. They're dropping off their son, Lane, who has been accepted. Yes, I'm going to brag about some family members he's been accepted. Four. Accepted into the acting school, the prominent acting school right outside of Hollywood there, Los Angeles, California. Um, He's already visited there a couple times. I mean, a lot of well-known actors have attended this school, this acting school. And uh, good luck to Lane. It's a huge difference from Babbitt to Hollywood. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Best of luck to you, my friend. Uh, Maybe um, we'll be seeing you on a blockbuster sometime soon, and I'll hit you up for some money. How's that sound? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Put my name on that, too. Hell yeah. Well, that is one, that is one, well, one and a half, no, two experiences um, that we're going to dive into. Mike, um, we're going to take our very first time traveling excursion here. 
Okay. I know we're only we're only about well I don't know how long we are about half an hour into it so far we're going to take a time traveling excursion we shall return with some listener stories this is going to be awesome it's going to be fun we're going to break and thank it. you to everybody that sent in a story oh thank you so much so awesome that's so awesome we love the interaction we love hearing from you guys and uh, hold on everybody we shall be right back and we have returned from yet another successful time traveling excursion seemingly seamless. For our seemingly seemingly seamless mike let's get into some pretty darn cool ghost stories shared with us by some listeners sound good yeah this is this is awesome if we get enough uh response to this we'll, we'll do this again oh heck yeah that's been the whole and i yeah that's been the hope with this whole ghost stories series you know yeah. is the you know the more interaction we get the more awesome episodes we can yep. we can pop out here I know we got a lot of great listeners that have had some great experiences. So this first one I want to share is from an awesome friend of the podcast who has her own awesome podcast herself, right. which I was uh, lucky enough to be a guest on earlier this year. Um, gosh, it seems like a hell of a long time ago. That was way back. Was it this year or last year? I don't even remember now. It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time ago. Yep. Um, her name is Alexia, and she hosts the Titanic Talk Line. Uh, it's a really cool, fun podcast. If you're interested at all in all things Titanic, I highly recommend it. She's she's um, scored some pretty high-end guests for her chats on the Titanic Talk Line. Some well-known names in the Titanic field. It's pretty darn cool. I am probably the least known guest she has ever had, <laughs> but that is fine and dandy she shared this with me way back in june of 2022 yeah so we've been planning on this for a hell of a long time and i'm finally getting around to sharing this one again go check out titanic talk Klein if you are interested in all things titanic it's a great it's a great podcast shout out to alexia thank you again for having me on your podcast so this is a pretty long detailed message she sent me on twitter i'm going to fly through it I'm just going to re read it verbatim, basically. Word oh, for, yeah. Word for word. I'll skip a little bit here now and then. I did double check with her. It was okay to share this you know, on the podcast. And she's like, absolutely, go ahead. So I'm going to read it here. Um, so if you hear anything incriminating, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so Alexia starts off. She says, okay, here are the players. Myself, Alexia, her friends, Audrey and Sarah. We are probably 21 years old college students, and we are flying down the road with Sarah driving her massive SUV. She's singing, pretty sure she is putting on makeup in the mirror. There's an iPod playing in its dock. You can picture it. It's not sunset yet, but it's approaching, and we are heading to Moonville. Now, what is Moonville, you may ask? Moonville, Ohio, is a former railroad mining town. Some of this is going to start sounding a little familiar, Mike. Yeah. The running, rumor, the running rumor of Moonville, Ohio, is that the whole town got cholera and the railroad lines then cut it off. But Wikipedia, which Alexia writes, which is obviously only facts, of course, mm -hmm. <laughs> says that the coal mines began to shut down and the town was slowly abandoned until it was designated as a literal ghost town, complete with rumors of hauntings. Which happens to so many mining towns oh, over the decades. Yeah. And uh, Absolutely. Um, local kids would come in and do their ritual sacrifices and spray paint weird pentagrams all over. 
But uh, there are four, or there are stories of four ghosts. The engineer, the brake man, the lavender lady, and the bully. Now she goes on and describes all of these here, and it's pretty cool. The bully is said to be the ghost of Baldy Keaton, who started a fight in a saloon and was then found dead on the railroad tracks. Not an uncommon occurrence, I'm sure. Reports say he stares at people from the bridge and throws rocks. I didn't know any of this, so was happily sitting in the passenger seat as we would as we as we would our way down up the mountain, I should say, to the remnants of the railroad and a few crumbling structures passing by along the way. So it sounds like a classic creepy ghost town for sure. I would like to interject here. This Keaton fellow that you're talking about now is it's not known very well, but it is actually the drunken uncle of, um, never mind, Alex P. Keaton. Sorry if anybody knows that show at all. See, or, see here, I thought you were going to say Buster Keaton. Or, well, there, that would have been a better one. Or, but even, see, you know, or even Michael we, Keaton. Yes, Michael P. Keaton. Michael. But, but you go with Alex P. Keaton from the yes. 80s classic television series <laughs> Family Ties, portrayed yes. by the incomparable Michael J. Fox. Yes, that is my uh, my point, but a pointless point, okay. but go ahead. No, it was just Baldy. Baldy Keaton. Yep. So by the time... Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm returning to her message. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, this is Alexia here. By the time we get we got to the site itself, it was dark. We get out of the car, there was no more singing, and there is immediately a feeling in the air. Now, I'm not the person who's ever seen a ghost. I'm not the one with photos of spirits or specters or anything like that. I'm very interested in being that person, but it's not me. So just to make that very, very clear, that's, that's me speaking on Alexia's behalf. In our group, that one person is Audrey, who even went on tow... Oh, went on to be the founder of a ghost hunting club. So her friend Audrey is actually the founder of a ghost hunting club. Well, like uh, Audrey, the yeah, not founder of a ghost hunting trip in Florida that we are exactly. planning on having our show. This uh, is great. Audrey Love Farrell. It. Not the same one. Not the same Audrey. But uh, Now, Audrey was doing her normal looking around, and Sarah was determinedly demonstrating her impression of a tourniquet on my left arm. <laughs> <laughs> not whispering all the while about this being a bad idea. Now, I, I, as you can tell, Alexi has a great personality. She's very very, oh, yeah. very witty and clever. When is she going to be on our show? That was mentioned. That was, yeah. that was requested a long time ago. If, you're, if mm-hmm. you're still interested and if you're listening right now, which I'm sure you aren't, but maybe you are, uh, Alexia, you are welcome. Now, I agreed with her, but was more focused on keeping my blood going the right way, so didn't say much of anything as we followed Audrey as she walked along the tracks. Suddenly, all three of us froze. It looked choreographed, but it wasn't. It was like we'd all walked into an invisible wall, even though we were in two different places. Whatever it was, assembling a literal wall of get the F out. I left out the F part. Well, I, no, I said the F part. <laughs> Whatever it was, assembling a literal wall of get the fuck out, there I said it, that even I could feel. I don't remember yelling, but I think I did, just to just run, yell, like run, run. And we did. We raced back to Sarah's car, but it's immediately apparent that she cannot be the driver. She's hysterical and panicking. So I, Alexia, swipe her keys, shove Audrey into the back seat, and yank Sarah into the passenger seat, turn the key, and immediately take off speeding towards the safety of the precarious and windy path. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're driving for about 10 seconds before I realize something is wrong. 
Sarah is freaking out. That's in capital letters, freaking out. In the next seat to me, screaming and looking around, flailing her hands and her arms. Audrey, on the other hand, is comatose with her eyes open in the back seat, basically in a daze. She says it felt like she was having an out-of-body experience and her body felt too heavy to control, let alone react. It's about then that I realized that the car isn't responding to me. Now, she goes on to say, I don't mean just that I was freaking out too badly myself, but I mean the car was not responding. I tried to hit the brakes. Nothing happened. I absolutely jam my foot onto the brakes and smell them burning, but I can hear the accelerator increasing. This is when she's slamming onto the brakes. Now, this is terrifying. I would be terrified. She grabs the emergency brake and the handle pulls up, but nothing deploys. For gathering speed, racing around a spiral path up a mountain, narrow, unpaved, and windy. And the worst part about it is that there are non-continuous guardrails in a car I cannot control with two friends who are 0% help whatsoever. <laughs> so I, Alexia, start screaming, helpful, I know, at both of them to put their seatbelts on. Audrey puts hers on without blinking or even moving more than her arms. Sarah, who has not heard me because I'm yelling as loud as she is yelling, hasn't moved. I cannot pull my hands from the wheel, which is the only thing I have a small amount of control of. I see her reach for her seatbelt and realize that by then I have no control over this car. As soon as I hear her latch click, I fucking crank the wheel as far to the left as I can because I see a guardrail, the last in a while, and we slam into it on my side going about 50 miles per hour on a road designed for about 20 maximum. At the last second, as soon as her seatbelt clicked and the wheel turned, it felt like something gave the car an enormous push. The gigantic iPod dock flew back and smashed Audrey in the face and brought her back to reality. Good Lord. First thing I do is fling open the driver's door to get out and immediately almost fall 100 feet to the ground. There's no ground there to stop me. We hit the bare end of the guardrail. We hit the bare end of the guardrail. I start yelling again to both of them to get the hell out of the car in case we go over the side, which they both do since the crash somehow sobered everyone up. Now this again, this is pretty darn intense stuff that's going on right here. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm pausing because I lost my, my spot here. <laughs> oh, it, it happens. It happens. We hit the bare end of the guardrail. I start yelling again to both of them to get the hell out of the car in case we go over the sides, which they both do since the crash somehow sobered everyone up. Then, once we were all safely away from the car, I promptly passed out like a true hero. <laughs> I would have passed out in a puddle of pee. Uh. And she, she says, shout out to the poor park ranger who had to pick up, who had to come pick up three absolutely giddy idiots who just survived a death. He kept two of us in the back of the perp car. There weren't any space. And Sarah in the front kept asking to touch the bullets he had. <laughs> he let, Can I touch your bullet? <laughs> he Please. Let, he let us wait there without pushing us over the edge until Audrey's brother came and rescued him from us. And then she goes, did you request a novel? Because apparently you got one. No, I did not request one, but that was awesome. We love the link. Uh, we yeah. love the details. She did also go on to say, oh, shoot, I, I lost my spot again. I'm sorry. Um, 
she sent me another screenshot of her message that her friend actually sent her to corroborate the story. You know, not, that, mm. not that we didn't believe it anyways. Right. <clears throat> and there it is right now. And then she goes, also, I present the corroboration of my story. This is the screenshot right here. <laughs> this is another one. This is great. This is from her friend Audrey, the ghost hunter, the one who started mm -hmm. the ghost hunting, ghost hunting club. So here we go. This is her message. She goes, okay, haha, -ha, so Moonville, because this is in response to me requesting, can your friend, like, you know, send us her version too? You know, that'd be awesome. So she sent this to Alexia to send to us. She goes, I'll try to remember as much as possible. So we drive an hour and a half to get there and had to hike through the woods on some sketchy, not really a trail trail to get up to the tunnel. Anyways, we made it through the wilderness and get up to where the bridge used to be that led to the tunnel. And I remember just feeling off, off. But hey, we drove a good distance to be there and you were in front and you were in from out of state. So it seemed dumb to chicken out then. We went to the tunnel and just the whole time, it felt like we were being watched. I mean, probably because someone actually died in the tunnel by a train. I don't know what the heck it was, but once we were on the other side, the air was just heavy. Like we walked into that invisible wall. Same invisible wall that Alexia uh, mentioned. Something didn't want us there. Something wasn't happy that we, were, that we were. I don't remember which one of us decided to go, but it was pretty un- Oh, sorry. Pretty unanimous, I think. We bolted back through the sketchy trail and got back to the car. I remember you, Alexia, were in the driver's seat as Sarah was having a panic attack in the passenger seat and I was in the back seat. The sense of heaviness is stu still there and I seriously had an out-of-body experience. I could hear you telling us to put our seatbelts on. I could smell the brakes burning from trying to get the car to stop and it wouldn't because I think the accelerator was actually sticking. No sooner had I heard Sarah click her seatbelt in that it felt like someone, some unknown force pushed the car into the guardrail, iPod dock, to the face, snapped me out of my funk, and we all got out noticing the lovely 20-foot drop that the car would have went over. So there you go. And she also, Alexia left a little note on there said that they did have the car inspected afterwards, and the mechanics had no explanation as to why this happened Apparently, well, everything was hmm. in working order. So, <laughs> so they did all the right things, and, and having the thought of having the vehicle checked, I mean, well, you should anyway, because if you drove it again and there's something wrong. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's awesome. A great story. and I hope you guys crazy. don't mind. I hope you don't mind hearing my voice reading, reading these stories. But, well, um, to get the whole story, and especially to use their words, I mean, that's, that was that's important. the best way, best way to do it. Yeah. That, that's so, um, any final thoughts on that experience, Mike? What the hell's going on in uh, Moonville, Ohio? That tunnel, that guardrail, the car accelerating on its own. Well, something failing. obviously did not want them there and was going to get them out any way it had to. Followed them. You know, yeah, and made, yeah, made sure they were gone. It didn't just scare them and say, you know, leave here. It wanted to make sure that it was gone completely. You know, I, I mean, I've had a, a, a feeling similar to that, but not as bad. I mean, I, I've told you before about the time I was in an old abandoned farmhouse and I opened up this door and it was a basement door and it just went down to just pure blackness. There was just no, I, I shined the light down there. It absorbed the light. I couldn't see into this blackness with my flashlight and this friend of mine that i was with i mean we looked at each other and said 
let's just go. <laughs> you know, no we, arguments we, here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a time where darkness and pure black darkness, it, it scared me. Mm. You know, and uh, like the, another house item when I lived in Maine, that uh, um, the one that I told before, uh, abandoned house, uh, we went in and there's that buckets of blood there that I, I kicked it once and the maggots came up. And uh, um, going, we were going to go upstairs. And this was even in the daytime. I put my foot on that first step to go upstairs. And there's no way I could take another step. I mean, I looked up and you could see up in there, you could see a little railing and a pair of jeans hanging over the railing that had probably been there for how many decades. And I just could not bring myself to take another step up. There was a feeling that, no, no, I can't, I can't. So do you feel like that was something, was that? a decision you made consciously or you feel like something was kind of keeping you out? I didn't make it conscious, but I made it consciously, but I made it was the fear, the feeling. Um, yeah. Cause going up that stairs, I mean, going down to the basement in that dark, that's one thing. I mean, nobody wants to go down there where flashlights not even working, Yeah. but Damn. to go upstairs in the daylight, that would never have stopped me. But there is something that the feeling, the feeling it was, not just in my head. It was a feeling like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Man. So, and, yeah, it's it's a weird thing, but it's it, it's real. It happens. And that's not something that um, often happens to you, Mike. Those are the only two times that ever in my entire life that I've had a feeling of, I cannot go in there. The only time I have that feeling is after one of the kids is in the bathroom for about 10 minutes. Then I, I, I sure. feel like I can't go in there. <laughs> after, sorry. Well, what about that one recording that we did many, many years ago? And I remember hearing you on that recording. It's really not that bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Referring to someone's number two. Yeah. So. But we'll, number two. We'll leave it at that. Just a little bit of poo. <laughs> oh, good times again. Okay. This next one I want to share is from a longtime listener and friend of the podcast, Ness Ortiz. Uh, big shout out to awesome, Ness. She's awesome lady. Awesome. So so nice. And she's been a supporter for, gosh, for so long. And we appreciate and it. What a wrestling fan. Holy crap. This this girl bleeds wrestling. Oh, and music. I mean, it's just. And, yes, absolutely. I, I keep seeing you know, these, you know, all these concert photos she's going to, all these conventions that she goes yeah. to. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. So this, uh, she e emailed me back in February of this year, 2023. So yeah, it's been a long time coming for this one as well. So the first one that she sent me here, <clears throat> she sent me a couple of them. This is the first one. She goes, she's going to start off with a short story. A few, few years ago, when my boyfriend was still here, we were taking my dog to the park for a walk. She says, now this is a small little wetlands park that no one really even knows about doesn't even know it's there or even goes there. So we were pulling up and I noticed a vehicle. Chucky doesn't always do too well with people and he likes to be approached a certain way. So I have to be extra alert of my surroundings. I was looking in the trail and I noticed a lady walking with two kids, maybe about the age of two-ish, a boy and a girl. I assumed the lady was the mother. The little girl was wearing a pink shirt and purple shorts with pink shoes. The trail kind of loops around these three ponds. So I saw a man running around the trail. I assumed, so when I saw a man running around the trail, I assumed he was the husband or, you know, the dad or, or both. Now we are getting Chucky down from the truck after we park. 
I look back at the same trail ponds and I only see the mother with one child, the little boy. Just one kid, not two. Where did the, where did the girl go? I looked for the man and he was still running around, but he was alone. I never saw the little girl again. After a couple of minutes, the man met up with the lady and the little boy and they walked around the front pond for a bit, then left. I even had my boyfriend looking for the little girl and he never saw her. They went running around looking for this girl. Interesting how I can recall exactly what she was wearing. I, I think that is interesting. I have no idea what the little boy or the mom was wearing. I can only remember what the girl was wearing. She looked as solid as any of them. It appeared the little boy was kind of interacting with her for just a second or two that I saw them, but I didn't entirely pay attention. I saw her just slightly skipping along with the mom and the son. So that's one story right there. That's kind of interesting. I mean, is it, is it the case of a, is it a tragic case of a child gone missing right in front of Ness's eyes? Yeah. Either that or is this, did, did this couple lose a child and, and it still oh. comes around? There's a lot of thoughts you could have about that. I don't know about that. Yeah. That's, it's pretty, that's pretty crazy here. So I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm perusing through her, several emails here. I wanted to get to the other ones she had shared. Okay, now moving on to her most recent email. <laughs> Still sent back in late March. Finally getting around <laughs> to sharing these. Uh, she says she's been working a while on typing this up for us, but she wanted to make it, you know, make it easiest for, easy for us to digest, I'm sure. Um. <clears throat> So she begins by saying, my dad passed away in September 2016. I had a couple of dreams about him shortly after he passed away. She says, I will tell you about the two dreams that I had. The first dream I had was about two weeks after he passed. One thing I wanted to mention, he was a very dedicated person, very dedicated to his job at the army base near town. So there was this specific shirt he would always wear, like a maroon shirt from the army depot. He wore it clean and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, gross, I know. Nevertheless, during his services, I put that shirt in his coffin. He was not wearing it, but she put it in his coffin. Well, in my dream, I was in my room putting up laundry, and I was waiting for my brother to show up. Not sure why. So as I'm putting up laundry, I hear the front door open, and I hear keys being placed on the side table that was near the entrance, something my dad did all the time. Both my brother and he have this heavy, distinct gait. So it didn't alarm me when I heard what I thought was my brother walking down the hallway. I know their walks like nobody's business. So as he nears my room, I look up at the doorway and there's my dad. And he has his maroon Army Depot shirt on. He then said something sarcastic like, so you don't like my shirt? Question mark. <laughs> he kind of pivoted and walked away from my door. I ran after him screaming at him to come back. As he turned into the den, he disappeared. I stood there for a half a second, and then I woke up. And naturally, she started crying. I was like, oh, man. I mean, we've had intense dreams like that, too. Oh, I've absolutely. Had them, I've had them recently with family members who have passed away where I felt that same thing where I'm like, don't go. Don't leave. Yeah. I'm not done talking, you know? Mm-hmm. Now she continues. She says, we're getting into mid to late October when I had my second dream. A side note. I had a falling out with the lady who gave birth to me, so it was probably about a week or so after that happened. Well, it almost felt like the dream I had previously continued from the part I ended up at. 
It was in the same spot I stopped, and he disappeared from the last dream. He still had on his maroon shirt. He looked very happy and very healthy, something I had not seen in a very long time, so it was very refreshing. His last couple of years were rough dealing with heart issues. Well, this time I got to talk to him for a minute, and I got to give him a hug. I told him I missed him and loved him. And he told me he was sorry for how he left things and that he was going to try and fix things on his end. That's a quote. And he wanted me to focus on the, again, quote, real issue. At that moment, I asked if he meant what was going on with my mother, quotes, mother. But he just gave this coy smile. That's when I hugged him. A second or two after that, I woke up. Another side note, I spoke to Chris Fleming. We all know Chris Fleming. About this, and I asked him what my dad meant, and he said my dad meant the real issue was with me and that my mother is always going to be who and what she is. She won't change. I know it didn't seem like a lot, but I felt like he knew what was going on, and I know he wasn't happy about it either. She, she wraps up. She says, a few times when I would sit alone in the house, aside from Chucky, I would hear my dad walking around the house. One time he had a restroom. He had a restroom he would use to just smoke in. So that was his restroom. After he passed, my boyfriend at the time and I were cleaning the said restroom and all of a sudden the restroom was engulfed with cigarette odor. My boyfriend <laughs> smelled it too and we had to get out of there because it smelled so bad it came out of nowhere and I don't smoke. <laughs> she says, I don't know if that makes sense, but it seemed very profound. I was like, hell yeah, that's profound. Dreams can be utterly profound. <laughs> Yeah, that was not a dream. They, I mean, that was communication and connection in that other, in the dream state. I mean, there was everything real about that. Another I mean, existence almost, you know what I mean? Oh, exactly. It's like, you know, the, you know, people think of these kind of things as just dreams, but uh, communication from passed away loved ones can happen just as much in dreams as it can if you actually see them in your when you're awake um and for her father to come back knowing that there's some things that need to be taken care of and mm -hmm. and you can tell what that smile meant it's like no this is this is you right you know mm -hmm. um that coy smile uh it's all real to me real communication i mean for weeks now off and on, I've been, before I go to bed, when I'm laying in bed, I, I, I ask my father, my grandfather, and my great uncle, I need some, I need some talking time, and please, if it's while I'm sleeping, just please do that. Of course, I, it hasn't happened or anything, but, so it's, it's just, <laughs> it's just another wonderful way of communicating. Oh, God, yeah. It's, them coming to you because you need them. And that's the part too. That's that's definitely it was it was intentional. It was well meaning. It was a dad tr reaching out to the daughter right. that he loves, and he's like, you know, we know what's going on here. Um, we know what has to be done, and you know, basically letting her know that he's here for her still, even right. though he may not be here physically, he still is. Yeah, um, and the, and the cigarette smoke. Well, you've, you've experienced that, that. You yeah. Know, um, with the old lady lemon verbena, whatever kind of perfume, <laughs> you know. But anyway, um, in the bathroom there, it's like, this is my bathroom, remember? Yep, exactly. Uh, I smoke in here. Uh, yep. <laughs> you know, just get the message that I'm here. 
He's and like, this is my bathroom. This is still my bathroom. I'm still here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in fact, yeah. I'm smoking right now. This yeah. is another... Thanks for cleaning it. It's great. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> and you know what else we appreciate is awesome listeners like Ness feeling so comfortable with us that they can share oh. personal experiences like that. Absolutely. And, and are willing to, for us to let us share it. Yes, exactly. So means a lot. Everything. Um, Mike, uh, we have another pretty intense Pretty cool experience shared with us. A recent experience shared with us from another friend of the podcast, Pandora Blackthorn. Uh, she sent me a great message just this morning. Actually, um, we need to Pandora get to that one. Blackthorn. What a name! I don't recollect that. I. I oh, oh, really? You don't? Okay. Hmm. Let me see. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I got it. You got it. I got it. You got it. So, and then we uh, <laughs> kidding, we, Pandora. We need to get. We need to wrap up the episode with you share, going way back in your personal paranormal time machine and sharing that uh, very first experience that you went through that kind of sent you down the paranormal path. Um, let's get to it. Let's take our final time traveling excursion, and without any further ado, we shall get rolling. Hang on, boys and girls. We shall be right back. And we have returned yet again from another successful time traveling excursion, Mike. Before I forget. Remember those four spirits that Alexia had mentioned that had been rumored to inhabit uh, Moonville? You know, yes. That, you know, one of them was the bully. Yeah. Would you not think that they encountered perhaps the bully? Oh, absolutely. More, more intense than any damn bully. My God. Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say I would call it more than a bully. <laughs> The murderer, the, the attempted yeah. murderers, like my god, quite my. a psychopathic specter, I would say. Well, Mike, we have one last uh ghost story, one last uh listener ghost story to share. Again, this is from the awesome Pandora Blackthorn. She just sent me this this morning. She writes, Hey, y'all, <laughs> with her classic little butterfly yep. emoji. Thought I'd share my experiences at Grove Park Inn from July of this year. For a little background, Grove Park Inn was built in 1913 in Asheville, North Carolina, and she included the picture here. That place looks that awesome. Place. Awesome! Oh, wow! I'd love to have just I'd love to have nightmares about that. I want to stay there. <laughs> Good golly, Miss Molly! Um, it has a history of famous guests like F. Scott Fitz, Fitzgerald and his wife Zelda, Harry Houdini, George Gershwin, several U.S. presidents and celebrities. During World War II, it served as a convalescent hospital for U.S. troops. So that's a little background right there, important background. The most famous, the most famous spirit is the Pink Lady, allegedly a young woman who committed suicide in the 1920s. She always wore pink and allegedly jumped to her death after a romance gone bad. Her spirit seems benevolent. She likes to turn on lights and has been known to rub guests' backs when they are asleep to offer comfort. Oh, I, I would enjoy that. Oh, the, a back rub from a ghost. Hey, a back rub period would be awesome. Yeah, that's very true. Very, very true. <laughs> but a back rub from a ghost known as the Pink Lady. Hell yeah. yeah, sign me up. As long as your hands aren't too cold, I'm fine. Yeah, and it sticks to the back. I mean, right. no, no, there's uh, no, f no flesh <laughs> Dripping off and shit. I just wouldn't like that. We don't need any uh, replays of that scene in Ghostbusters when Dan Aykroyd gets molested by a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want any smell of decay or anything. Nothing like just, that. Just a nice back rub. But children seem to have a lot of experiences with the Pink Lady. 
Now, this is uh, uh, Pandora. I'm going to read what she writes here, obviously. I stay there twice a year for work events. Summer seems more sinister and heavy. As you can see from the photo, the inn has serious shining vibes. Yeah, definitely has the oh, yeah. shining vibes to it. My most recent visit in July of 2023 came with a lot of activity. First, from the moment I checked in, I was bombarded with what I call psychic chatter. Spent most of the time closed as it was overwhelming if I had opened up. She's talking about herself, obviously. So even with kind of keeping her mind closed, she's bombarded with this psychic Just chatter. Just so much energy. Yeah. You know. One night during my stay, I turned off the lights, went to sleep, and was awakened about an hour later because one of the lights actually came on. Got up, turned it off, came back to bed. About 30 minutes later, the light came on again. I got up again, turned it off, and said, Cool it! I gotta get up early! (laughs) (laughs) The light did not come on again. As I went to sleep, it felt like a gentle, comforting hand brushed my hair off my forehead. The pink lady, perhaps? I mean, that's me mm. saying that. That's Yeah, me. right. That's what you first think of. Yeah. The last night we were there, two of my coworkers were using the stairs to get to the fourth floor. There's an old-style elevator that also services those floors. Now, Mike, off on a tangent here, would you go on an old elevator, an old-style elevator that's still in service? Yes, I have done that, uh, actually. Mm. <clears throat> well, you know, very, very old. They're probably more reliable than modern elevators. Who the hell knows? be but i i this one elevator that's in a building downtown fargo um very old building and the the doors and around the doors it's it's like a brass just beautiful inlay you know whatever beautiful but it's all art deco oh sweet design and beautiful and i've been on that a few times and actually an old freight elevator in a building that's even older than that when i was well i was pretty young but Crazy, freaky, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was interesting. Carry on. Uh, as I said, uh, Pandora and two of her co-workers are using the stairs to get to the fourth floor. There's an old-style ele- elevator there that also services those floors. As they stepped out onto the landing of the fourth floor, they walked past the elevator. They heard a voice yell, hey. Not like hey is for horses, like hey, you. Mm-hmm. After turning around, they saw a man in a uniform looking at them sternly. Mm. They said they heard him say, you're supposed to be in here. They turned around and walked away, thinking this was really weird. One of them then turned to look back, and hey, guess what? No one was there. The man dressed in a uniform was gone. They also then heard the elevator ding to come on the floor. Not off, but come back on the floor. These old-style elevators moved slowly so there was not enough time for the man to have gotten in the elevator and go to another floor and then come back. Also, when the elevator operator came out this time, it was a woman, and the uniform was completely different. Hmm. Another co-worker asked to be moved to another room because the room she was assigned to was haunted. Allegedly, something shoved her, her co-worker, in the bathroom hard enough that she almost fell. Then when she was asleep, something knocked the cocktail glasses off of the table. She was in the room next to the room where F. Scott and Zelda stayed when Zelda was beginning to have a nervous breakdown. So that's really, mm. that's, okay, that's a lot of, thought. yeah. <laughs> she, she wraps it up. She goes, anyways, there's a little tiny bit about the Grove Park Inn. 
no evil twins or kids on big wheels yet. <laughs> <laughs> like The Shining. But right. Man, what's going on with that elevator there? I mean, the people coming in and off of that. The uh, the man dressed in a uniform apparently vanishing in an amount of time that just is not explainable. Hmm. That's crazy. That great story though. I I like the idea of being comforted, you know, after you know yeah. Pandora gets like she's she's fed up with the light being switched on. She's like, Hey, <laughs> I'm trying to go to bed here. And, and then, then the lady in pink was like, I'm sorry, just try and relax. You're okay. So do you that's that's she said that, you know, the pink lady is known to be benevolent, you know, kind of maybe yeah. maybe kind of a trickster, maybe, you know, but sure. us, or maybe playful, maybe that's a better word. Playful, but yet comforting too, you know, when, when it feels like you need to be comforted. So it was like, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here you go. It, it's like those sour patch kids on that commercial that you eat. Okay, what? Sour patch kids, those uh, or something like that. They're they're candy, yeah, yeah. Eat them and they're really sour, and it's like they show these little sour patch candies. They're they uh they mess with you and they do really crazy things and but then they're really soft and sweet and then so everything's you're, good. So you're saying this inn is haunted by the ghosts of Sour Patch Kids? Some whatever, you know. They're tired of being eaten. That's obvious. Yeah. No, no. Pandora has a great story there and a great experience and oh, I she have has, no reason. We have no reason to to doubt her in any way. Well, she's been on this on this podcast before and she's talked about some of the crazy stuff she's personally yeah. experienced her and her husband we need to hear those stories from michael if if uh you can if you can retail retail those tales the next time you appear on the show pandora that would be fantastic we want well, to hear well, from that. why don't we try and get both of them on at the same time hey, that would be awesome that'd be awesome open invite um yes. Mike, michael and pandora we hope you're listening right now sometimes in the near future Let's make it work. Let's make it happen. We want to have you guys on here again. Let's talk about your crazy, personal, wacky, weird experiences. Now, Mike. Wild, wacky, weird. Weird, wild stuff. We mentioned it earlier because you had, you had posted that on the twit, even though it's not the twit anymore. I'm going to call it the yeah, twit. the X. Yeah, the X twit, I guess. Hey, let's, let's, <laughs> we'll call it that, the X twit. Yeah, then, there you go. That's that, exactly what it is. That's both. Ah, I, think I, I'm, I think I'm going to go with that. So you had posted it yesterday that you were going to share some of your oldest paranormal experiences oldest. That, that predate the famous, well, famous among our listeners, famous floating girl while you were watching the program on the Queen Mary. Now, you weren't, yeah. you weren't physically on the Queen Mary, but... Um, oh, I wish I was. I do, too. Man, <laughs> we need to make plans to get there. Somehow, some way. Mike. Somehow. Time is limited. We're both getting old. It we is. need to start doing stuff here, man. <laughs> I know. But Tagus, Tagus, well, Tagus is coming. Is coming. Yes. Yes. Um, Steve, we know your brother Steve is listening. Let's make plans for that. We're looking at some time in the fall, early fall. We need to get there. Um, we need to make it happen. Okay, Mike, before the show is done, talk about what you had told me before we started this particular episode. Mike, are, yeah. you, are you okay? What's happening? Yeah, I'm just trying to shut my phone off. Somebody's oh, trying to... There we go. Okay. I thought you looked like you were taking a poop or something like that. But... Oh, no. No. That's, that's, that's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> I'll wait if I can. That's, that's, that's another, another rule in podcasting 101. Do not defecate while you are recording. Unless you're wearing a depends. Or you're pantsless, going way yes. back to the beginning of the show. So Yes, or if you need to urinate, have a catheter in place. Just, that you'll be fine. Absolutely works. Okay. But Go anyway, on. yes. <laughs> I, you know, I've always uh, thought of um, my first real experience 
with the paranormal as the young girl that I saw in the house that I've told many times uh, when I was a young, young teenager. But I do have two other stories, and I've, I think I've kind of told these a little bit over the years, uh, maybe once. But when I was my very first encounter, when I was very young, a young child, uh, going on vacation with my mom and dad, we went to Medora, North Dakota, uh, very historical place, uh, very uh, one of Teddy Roosevelt's favorite places. He used to have it. Well, he has cabin there, it's still there. Um, check it out. It's really interesting. A lot of great stuff there. But the Chateau de Maurier is where uh, the Count de Maurier, him and his wife, uh, and her name was Medora. That's what the town is named after. They lived there. And uh, it was like a huge hunting lodge, mansion, cabin, just beautiful on the inside. Um, but I remember as a young child, I don't know, six years old, around there or something, uh, we went there and we were taking the tour through. There was a lot of people and I was scared to death. I mean, and this is when my father, I knew, you know, I had an idea about things because of what I'd learned from my father, but this is very early in my life of learning these things. I felt something there. I knew something was there. And it wasn't just people having a tour through this place. Uh, I felt and tried to understand it the best that I could at that time and that young. But anybody that's had a paranormal feeling, they know what I'm talking about. So around every corner that I was turning, I was scared. I, was, I thought, I'm going to see something here. There's something here. What it is, I don't know. Um, through the whole tour. And then I came around this one corner and there was a full length mirror there. And I saw myself. And scared the shit out of me. That was it. I mean, you know, whatever I was feeling was real, very real. And now I can I can put that as a as a paranormal event because I know what what I experienced. That's one of those you know, things where that's like in hindsight when you look back, it's like exactly. It's like holy crap, something was going on there yeah. that was making me feel like this. Because, like you said, you your mind hadn't been, you know skewed any which way when right. it comes to the paranormal at that time but you just had some inexplicable inner terror terror it was terror uh because you didn't I think i was holding my dad's anything. hand i mean you didn't see anything I, right you, you i didn't see anything just myself in the mirror that scared the hell out of me <laughs> <laughs> but you know i'm i, I do that to people though at, at oh, times well, whatever. you know that's whatever. no big deal but yeah but awesome place definitely haunted and i and since then I have heard there are stories about ghosts being seen. This place is haunted, but I felt it as a very young child. You know, when you think about it, maybe that's, maybe that's something, maybe there's something to be said there where it's like, maybe your, your mind wasn't really able to comprehend right. what you were, what possibly was happening, but, but your body did, you know, you, right. you, mm -hmm. you felt it. I mean, to you, like I, like we said, looking back, it was 100% paranormal in nature right exactly which is you know Matt, like you said that you don't necessarily have to see things you don't necessarily have to hear things sometimes exactly. you just go with that sixth sense so to speak you know? yeah and terror as a little kid uh, yeah it was it was crazy but that you know and it was like an epiphany i had and it wasn't that long ago that well that was my first paranormal experience i mean i yeah so i'm glad i came to that no that's well 
they <laughs> stole by. That's great, though. That's yeah. a great, great icing on top of this episode. I think this has been freaking fantastic. This is, uh, I love sharing these stories from our listeners. I'll, we always love hearing your experiences, Mike. I mean, they never get old. Oh, yeah. Um, you you know you're just having casual stuff like dog tags disappear and reappear nowadays. And Mary yeah, I, Mary saw an orb the other day. You think maybe? Yes, she did. Um, she it, she freaked her out a little bit. Uh, she was uh, uh, looking at the plants that we have, and all of a sudden she said she saw this small orb. It went in front of her one way, and then right back the other way, and disappeared. Um, you know, uh, I haven't seen any orbs here, but you know, I, well, I experienced a lot of orbs in Park Rapids there, but. You know, we can handle a few orbs here. That's all right. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. Why not, so, man? But there they are. There these are, those I'm dog showing tags. Patrick the dog tags. Now, this is how they are found. Uh, there is the yellow part there. Now, I'm sorry that folks can't see it, but that was what was thrown down on the floor next to Mishka, our Great Pyrenees. Then a few days later, the rest with that bent ring. Right. Yeah. Was thrown at her in a different. I mean, she was laying in a totally different part of the living room, and that was thrown down at her there what the heck so crazy those things aren't easily lost i mean that's not something right. you just casually dismiss like oh where are they oh they're right there underneath this you know the chair or something like that it's and not and i easy. thought well they're out in the backyard somewhere yeah you know like they like they came off caught caught on something or whatever but none then they're back <laughs> so well, Mike, yeah. this has been a blast. I can't thank you enough, my friend. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Feel free to send us any personal paranormal experiences you may have had. Uh, we want to hear from you. Absolutely. Don't, yeah, don't wait for an invitation to send anything no. <laughs> or to send your stories. Just, you know, hey, we get stuff. We'll do this again if, if you enjoy it. Oh, that's the intent. That's absolutely the intent. Yeah, it is, absolutely. It's what, the kid, ongoing. it's what the kids call an open invite. Right. Sure. Absolutely. I don't know if it's a kid's phrase, but anyways. Uh, well. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. We can't thank you all enough. Yep. Goodbye, Mishka. Or was that Macy? Yeah, I don't know. That was Mishka. She's, you yeah. Perfect. Well, until next time, boys and girls, Mike, what do our friends of the podcast need to do? Peace out, baby. 